This is the Nick Larandy Podcast, at least for now until I can come up with a better name. I just spent the last 15 minutes watching GTA 5 parkour videos. If you don't know what that is, you gotta YouTube it. It's absolutely enthralling. Anyway, I'm in my studio in Astoria, Queens, and there's some bongo players doing a thing. I don't know if this can pick it up. It probably does a little bit, but as long as the uh, as long as the metal drummers don't start, we'll be good. A uh, couple topics: guarding your practice time and analysis paralysis. Um, some stuff on deck. I have some edgy topics I'm gonna get to. I just gotta find the right people to to talk to about it. I might I might have some some folks come on as like guests. Um, I have a couple PhD friends, both in psychology and music, that uh would really help answer some of the stuff like if you saw my Instagram post why does so much ego awe and fear exist in the world of modern uh slash tech metal I don't really see that in other genres uh, genres of music so much um you know why is uh the modern metal demographic predominantly male um and what would Freud say about that? You know, just some fun stuff. Um, yeah, but we'll get there. I got some other things on deck as well. Uh, kind of playing with the mindset that there's no such thing as A, B, C. It's always just A to Z. So stop trying to fill in the gaps with all this un- unnecessary stuff. Um, uh, pushing it, practicing, and not injuring yourself. Um If you're uh, starting to teach lessons, how much to how much to charge and how to gauge how much you should be charging, um, time management, developing speed and chops, alcohol and drugs in the music scene. So, and you know, alcohol and drugs, uh, how they pertain to the creative process. Um, so yeah, a bunch of cool topics. But today is guarding your practice time and analysis paralysis and. About now, you probably hear some cowbell in the background, but hopefully it's not too distracting. Um, so guarding your practice time. This is... I like I like the wording of that, guarding your practice time. I never really gave it a word, or I never gave it a phrase until um, I watched Ben Wendell's Masterclass. If you don't know Ben Wendell, amazing saxophonist uh, in the band Kneebody, plays with Tigran... He's all over the place. Um, check out his website and check out his master classes. Ben Wendell, W-E-N-D-E-L. And uh, he talks about guarding your practice time. And, uh, you know, what this means is, and some of you have prob- probably tried this, you put an hour or two in your Google calendar a couple days a week, and you say, this is the time I'm going to practice. You may have even tried this with, like, exercise or something. Oh, before I keep going, let me set a timer. Set timer for minutes. Um, 
Uh, and then when the time comes, you kind of skip it. Like maybe you get a phone call, you get a text message, like you meant to start practicing at noon and now it's 1215 and you're doing the dishes. Um, I mean, look, unless you have like a baby crying in the next room or your house is on fire, really, when, when you say that you're going to practice between 12 and 1, turn off your phone, um... Turn off notifications. Don't answer your text messages. Maybe put your phone in, in another room. But really try to commit to to that time. And uh you know you'll be you'll be really thankful you did. That's it's something that I that I do. Um it's it's tough to do sometimes, but um it's easiest if you do it in the morning. So if you say between seven and 10 a.m. is my practice time. No one bother me. It's much easier to get away with than if you set your practice time for, you know, in the early afternoon or something. Um, but that time, it takes practice to practice. It really isn't so easy figuring out how to practice. It takes practice to figure out how to be efficient about your actual practice time, and then it takes practice to actually uh, engage in the practicing. Guarding your practice time is another thing that takes discipline. That's um, hard being a, a musician. You really got to show a lot of discipline in, in a lot of different areas. So, look, this is, not a, this is not a giant subject, but the next time you go and schedule some practice time, uh... Really try to stick to it. No notifications. Um, don't if someone asks you to do a rehearsal or a, go out for lunch or a dinner. You know, the the uh, the time that's blocked off in your calendar, unless you can you can reschedule it to a time you definitely know that you can make up for. Um, guard your practice time. That's all I can say about that. And it's up to you to try to put it to practice. Um, the other thing. Uh, so the, the next thing I want to talk about. Analysis paralysis. I mean, we'll definitely spend more time on this than what I just spent on guarding your practice time. So analysis paralysis is when you are, you're, you're overwhelmed with, with so many options and decisions um that you are uh essentially rendering yourself useless. Let's Google it. I have a, my computer here. Let's see. What does the internet say? The definition of analysis per paralysis is describes an individual or group process when overanalyzing or overthinking a situation. Uh, can cause forward motion or decision-making to become paralyzed, meaning that no one solution or course of action is decided upon. So uh, the case of this in practicing is you think you have to practice um, a billion things or you can't decide on what to practice. You can't decide on what to play. You can't decide on what to record. And what you end up doing is just overthinking it to the point of you not doing anything. And that's the worst. Um, 
And I will tell you how I remedy that, remedy that situation for myself. Um, what I do is I start off with a what are you practicing kind of list. Um, and actually what I do is I have a couple of these templates, these pages, and I have them printed at Staples. And actually I make my own custom uh, practice books that keep my practicing in order and in a way that I enjoy. And actually I might, I might print these books for, for you guys. If I can find a, a way to print them at a reasonable price, it's not going to end up in me charging like $30 for them. But um, what I do is I start with a what are you practicing page <clears throat> and uh, I write down um, between one and five I have like one in five parent sections so one top section I usually call essentials the second section is um, my own music third section th sections three four and five change up so section three could be like music engineering production stuff four could be classical classical guitar and then five can be um uh other <clears throat> what I that I put just random things in. Um and for each one of those sections I have segments that uh are specific things that I spend twenty or so minutes doing. So for the top section essentials I have pattern work, pattern improv, um uh and then and then thing and then if I'm like in a jazz mood um, <clears throat> like a, a certain standard, practicing a certain standard, and then practicing that standard in, in a variety of ways. And practicing my own music, which would be the second section, is made up of a few, of a few segments like uh, composition, um, uh, charting, writing the music down for uh, people, um, practicing that music, uh, preparing my gear for that music. All those, all those things are segments that I, that I time box into twenty minutes. And yes, I, I absolutely consider spending twenty minutes working on my pedal board so that way when I go to a, a rehearsal I'm fully prepared. I definitely consider that practice. It's just it's all part of the big picture. Just because it's not speed picking doesn't mean it isn't practice. Um, <clears throat> so. Uh, so that is like the what page, <clears throat> and then I have the why page. And the, the why page is, well, why are you doing those things? Um, and that helps me paint uh, the, the, the macro. Like, okay, well, why am I practicing pattern work uh, and some standards and writing, and writing my own music? And the answers to that are, well, I want to put together a trio to play some local jazz gigs. Um, number two is I want to finish an album with some new instrumental music. Number three could be, <clears throat> um, uh, uh, a putting together a guitar playthrough video or recording a full length 10 hour masterclass. Um, <clears throat> those are all macro goals. And you cater your what to that. If you want to write the why first, the macro goals first, and then the individual sections and segments, that's fine too. Um, and, and, and that process will help you get away from this analysis paralysis. <clears throat> A good example of analysis paralysis is um, 
if any of you guys went to school for for marketing or business, you've probably heard the term cognitive dissonance dissonance before, and that's that it's that moment when you are at uh, Whole Foods and you're looking at the ketchups and you have um, you know your intention was to go to the grocery store and get ketchup and you and it was a perfectly easy decision when you went in there and you said, okay, I'm gonna get some ketchup. And then you saw the ketchups, and there were 15 different brands selling ketchups, and then those 15 different brands had different varieties that all of a sudden sounded really great. Um, you know, like curry ketchup and honey mustard ketchup, I don't know whatever the fuck else ketchup there is. But <clears throat> um, And now you're staring at it, and you're, you are staring and staring and staring, and the, the process... Um, of you, whatever the process your brain is going through, weighing the pros and cons of each of those individual items and how you're going to feel if you actually purchase any of one of them, you've put yourself in a moment of analysis paralysis. And this happens all the time with uh, practicing and, and playing music. Um... It's, it's definitely really easy to get caught up in a huge variety of stuff that you should be playing, especially with things like Instagram. And, you know, you think you should be doing one thing and then you see another guy doing something different and it's and it's awesome and it sounds great. And you're like, shit, well, I was I've been practicing this stuff and um, now I don't know what to do because this guy sounds awesome. Uh, and I'm now I'm going to totally change my practice routine um, because... Because, well, I'm not doing it right. That guy's doing it right. And it's not that one way is right, is right and the other is wrong. It's that there's there's a billion different ways to, to make music. And, you know, because of that, there's a billion different ways to practice music. So um, be just be aware of that. Be aware that there is something called... Uh, the analysis paralysis exists, and you're you've probably fallen victim to it. You probably, um, you might even think, have never even thought that all of this discomfort and confusion that you experience when you go to practice is the result of um, just your way of thinking. But there is there's a way out of it, and. My recommendation is to do what I just explained. Think about your macro goals. Start with something simple. Um, an EP, for example. A YouTube video. Um, you know, those are those are pretty small attainable goals. And then base your your um, kind of micros around that. If you're gonna if you're going to, um, if you're looking to put out a, just a, you know, a YouTube video, like what, what are the things you need to do every day or not every day, every couple times a week, um, to, to get that going and stay focused on it. Don't change, don't change your macro goals, uh, too often. I, I always, uh, I always tell my students, I tell myself, um, don't change the the why or the what actually don't change these things for at least 30 days let it sit work on it 
and then reevaluate after 30 days. And, and if it's if it's not if if your macro goals have changed, okay, well then change them. If your approach to practicing them isn't as um isn't uh, working out, then now is the opportunity to change that, but you need to give it time. Uh, I use the gym analogy a lot. Um, you know, find a workout routine, stick with it, and um, over the course of 30, 60, 90 days, you're going to see some results, but you actually need some some time. Um, another analogy that just came to mind is like, uh, like, I think, uh, you know, maybe like sanding, sanding something down with like a really fine piece of sandpaper. Um, you know, imagine like a giant slate of, um, a giant, a giant piece of wood, like a wide, like a giant, a couple feet by a couple feet piece of wood. And all you have to do is get to the bottom. You just have to make a hole in it. Doesn't doesn't matter how big the hole is. You just have to make a hole. Actually, this is going to be a really good analogy. I might keep this. Um, you need to stay in the same spot with that piece of sandpaper if, if you're going to get to the bottom. That's the only goal is just to get to the end, the bottom of that piece of wood. Just make a hole in it. Um, if you're going all over the place, if you're rubbing over here and rubbing over there, it's going to take you it's going to take you forever. There might not even be a piece of wood left by the time you get to the bottom. Um, uh, so stay focused, uh, come up with your macros, come up with your micros, stick with them for a couple of weeks and, and then reevaluate. Um, and, uh, that's analysis paralysis. Um, what else do I have to say about that? Oh, books. Um, there's a lot of books out there on how to play music, and I don't know if I trust them all that much. I don't. I also don't know if the, there might be some great books. I don't really use books myself, but there might be some really great ones. But the fact that there is a that there's thousands of them. Um, can get very confusing. If uh, if you're going to, and this is actually not just for books. This is for like if you if you've ever seen um, mymusicmasterclass.com. I think that's an awesome website. I I get I stream videos and buy videos and rent videos off of there um, all the time. But what I don't do is change my practice routine based on anything I've I've watched or learned from any of those videos. Uh, until I feel like it's time to change up my practice routine. I watched an Adam Rogers one maybe two months ago. I practiced the shit out of stuff he was talking about. Now I think I'm about, about ready to check out uh, some of the Will Vinson stuff. Um, but I've been watching the Will Vinson stuff in the meantime. You know, I like to just see what these guys are thinking and not necessarily put it to practice right away, but just kind of keep it in the back of my head, prepare for what I'm going to do in two months, three months, six months. Um... And I'm I'm not actively thinking about it. I'm not tiring myself out. I I just genuinely enjoy watching these videos and listening to these guys talk about music. Um. So. Uh, yeah. When it comes to books and master classes. Uh, taking private lessons, it can all be very very overwhelming. 
But this kind of goes back, actually, this ties nicely to the last podcast that I did, which was you can do everything, you just can't do it all at once. Uh, This is 100% that. You can, you'll, you'll be able to practice all of those things. You just have to choose what you're going to practice right now. Um, practice it, practice it for a couple weeks, couple months, get the benefits out of it. You don't have to master it. Just kind of level up a little bit and then change gears and play around with what someone else had taught you in a different lesson, uh, which is why it's important to take notes during lessons. Uh, if, if you're doing a private one-on-one lesson, but you know, there's so many great videos on this website, my music masterclass that you uh, don't even necessarily have to, um, stress about getting a private lesson so much anymore. Um, wow, I just made myself run out of breath. I think that's all I got for this one. And I want to wrap this up before, like, some marching band starts practicing next door. So that should do it. Um, any shout outs this one? No, I don't think so. No one left me any messages. Um, I have a question here from... I got a, actually I got a couple questions on uh on a podcast I'll do soon. We talked a little bit about it now, but the the main topic will be how to practice, and I'll go a really deep dive into how to practice. I uh, got a question, couple questions submitted there, and yeah, a bunch of good stuff on deck. That should do it. All right, guys. Um, I got you next time.